This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And, you know, the thing that all of you are not privy to is before so many of these recordings, I end up just like spilling and like just like dumping everything I'm thinking (laughs) on Sasha. I just did that. So the good news is for all of you, you don't have to live through that now with us. um, And we can get to the point of the episode, which you all also know is not true because we still go on tangents. (laughs) But here we are. Sasha, it is we have somehow gone to Christmas week. I I don't know how. Don't know uh, how this year was the slowest <laughs> yet the fastest at the same time. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, honestly, I never even put up any holiday decorations at all. Like we, we did one thing and one thing only. And if they're listening or if somebody is listening with a connection, can you please get Mohals to just, I just, <laughs> So like the only thing we did this year as far as holiday decorations is every year we get this like container of like winter greenery and we have like these things that you can buy like red berries and all Mm -hmm. this stuff you put in you put on your porch it looks great it's so festive and we get one of those every year I think I'm on like year like five of doing this and it's the only thing we did and I just want to like this is very fitting for what we're going to talk about today I would like Mulhalls to just acknowledge me. (laughs) <laughs> and send me their annual holiday gift box that they send to like influential Omaha people. I'm influential. Like, what? come on, <laughs> send me, send me the box of cool things. Like, Tagging literally, Mohals <laughs> in show notes. <laughs> the only thing, the only holiday decorations I did this year, literally a, a thing for Mohals. Come on, yeah. like that is dedication. But yeah, I. It doesn't even feel like, I don't know, it's going to be like 50 in two yeah. days. Like, I don't That's, know. I think like, here's tangent one. I <laughs> think that uh, I, I had a, I posted something last week after the, that, or that storm that we had um, oh with the wind and everything like that. I was like, are, so are we ready to talk about climate change or not? Nah? Um, and a lot of people were like, <sighs> probably not Sasha. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, it's, so I grew up, I've grown up in the Midwest my entire life, Sands being born in Georgia. And then we were there for like six months and then moved back to Nebraska. Um, and so obviously I don't remember that, but it's, I get so excited anymore when it actually does snow on Christmas. And I think that's mm-hmm. depressing <laughs> because there is always snow on Christmas. And now it's, you know, last week it was 72 degrees and humid on a random Wednesday. Um, I think awful. it was Wednesday. I don't even know, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating um, to me that we don't further have those conversations about climate change. I think what they've messed up was calling it global warming. Yes. Um, 
And we've talked about that before, but that's the only thing I'll say about that. (laughs) I mean, but it's so true. I want to just say something to everyone listening to this podcast. And I feel like a lot of our listeners already do things like this, but I just want to offer something that this was, this was advice that somebody gave to me. And I try to be very mindful and do this as well in my own life. Whenever you say something, if you make a statement and you're like, oh, I don't like what I just said, because maybe you feel like there might be connotations or there might be historical pieces to it that um, you are not fully understanding. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we've talked about, there are certain phrases that are should not be used, uh, certain words that should not be used. Like take a second and Google, take a second and like look up the meaning behind what you're saying mm-hmm. with that, like piece as well anytime you don't understand something um just take a moment and google it now there's also a fine line between quote unquote doing your own research and also just like gaining knowledge and what i am talking about (laughs) what i am talking about is for instance last wednesday when i was sitting in my basement literally shaking like i had brought like every important thing i needed with me to the basement i'm Mm -hmm. like because it's like here's the thing I am always like weather aware and prepared to bring things to the basement in like summertime, but I am used to a a tornado warning in -hmm. July or June or whenever. I'm not in December. This Mm -hmm. was like a really scary feeling. And I want everyone to know it was a very intense 10 minutes. Like that was about all it was. The storm rolled through very quickly, but it was a very intense 10 minutes. And there were tornadoes that popped out of this storm all along the way, all the way up into Minnesota. But like in Nebraska, there were some South of us, some North of us. We Mm -hmm. pretty much in Omaha, like if you're in like central Omaha, kind of were spared from the tornado piece of it. But I'm sitting in the basement convinced like, this is it. Like it's going to be at the end. Like, I'm just like everything that's in my basement. I'm, this is my life now. Um, But I was curious while I was sitting there, I'm like, are, are tornadoes in December a direct correlation to climate change? Mm-hmm. And it was really fascinating because the um, scientific studies that I was reading, and again, I am like basic level knowledge. So do not go into like Googling things and walk away from it thinking you're an expert. Like <laughs> I have just like, I have literally gained like a fraction of a percent of like people's knowledge on this, but it yeah. was enough for me to at least be like, I want to learn more it's apparently very still early in studying this because this is a phenomenon that has again, really only started to be more and more true every year. Mm. We're seeing, you know, water levels rising that affects things. Um, It's something that is being studied as we speak. It's like, it's living science. It's Mm -hmm. just like when we talk about COVID-19 and the studying that goes around it and how scientists continue to tell us this is a moving target because we are studying it in real time. Mm -hmm. This is actually very similar with climate change and um, global warming and how it affects things like the weather in the Midwest in Mm -hmm. mid-December and how that might mean we're going to see more tornadoes uh, in the middle of winter for the rest of our lives because of what we have done to this planet. But like, it's still something that like is being studied. And it was really kind of fascinating to realize like there isn't quite yet a clear, like this X equals Y or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are doing all of the research to understand and to work on it. So when the weather channel or weather channel, (laughs) When the National Weather Service is out surveying and looking at this and looking at the paths and looking at the potential destruction to determine if it was, you know, what level of a tornado, if it was a tornado, this is like they're studying these things. Mm -hmm. They are trying to understand in these moments. So I'm just saying, if you ever like 
hey, it would be cool to understand something more. We have a world of information at our fingertips. You just have to be careful when you go do that. Make sure, again, that it's a reputable source um, and that they're citing things um, in studies because usually if it's a reputable source, they are citing studies that are currently going on that they're getting this information from. I do want to talk really quickly about, so I lived in Nebraska for 15 years now. And, um, I grew up in South Dakota, but I think that the only time and it's, I think it was 10 years ago, it's called a deratio. Is that, am I pronouncing Mm -hmm. that correctly? I think so. I think you're pronouncing it better than I would have. (laughs) Um, so the first one I ever encountered was like I said, 10 years ago, it was 75 mile an hour winds. I was living on 43rd and Dodge at the time, which is near, um, is it Jocelyn castle? There's a castle mm-hmm. over there Yep. and it uprooted trees and you could see this line of wind coming down Dodge street. This was similar. And also remember the fact that, okay, so that was 10 years ago. We've had two of those instances in 2021. The first one being in July in the middle of the night. Um, so like, this is not typical <laughs> in the Midwest, um, hurricane, esque winds. So like if something is out of the norm and isn't something that's normally happening, there's clearly something that is changing. So that's Mm -hmm. why we're saying if like you are questioning or want to look more into it, look like Google what a duratio is, Google what the potential causes of, of those things are. That's all that we're trying to say. Yeah. Clearly actually, something's going on. <laughs> yeah. Cause I read us and I, we can link this too. I read this from the New York times. This is an opinion piece, but it, again, it was somebody who was asking the same kind of questions that we're asking right now, went and did uh, some research based on it. So this is from James B. Elsner, professor at Florida state university. He focuses research on tornadoes, hurricanes, and climate change. And he starts in his opinion piece on this, like with what they know and then what they don't know. And again, he says connecting tornadoes to climate change is complicated because those twins, twin conditions are necessary, but not sufficient together for t- tornadoes to cons- to for tornadoes to occur. So this is in his was climate change to blame for the tornadoes or was it just really bad weather? Mm-hmm. Again, we can link this. But I think the thing that I took away from this is that I had not thought about is it's not so much that tornadoes have increased like that doesn't seem to have been what has changed here. It's the outbreak and the outbreak in areas that um, typically do not see large outbreaks of tornadoes all at once. So like, so this is what he said on a day with at least one tornado, the chance that there are at least seven more increased to more than 15% on average by 2015 from 10% in 1990. These increases are even more substantial for larger outbreaks, like the one that occurred on Friday. So there's Mm -hmm. the, the thing that like I took away from this is it's, a tornado is not uncommon. Like you have rare weather things that happen when you start to see this massive outbreak, like the one that did go through Nebraska and went all the way up into Minnesota and recorded the first tornadoes on history in December for multiple States. Mm -hmm. That's when you start to have to say, is there some kind of correlation? And Mm -hmm. then, like I said, and like Sasha was saying too, there are people who are doing the research, studying these, and it's, it's, it's never a bad thing to lean on experts, to lean on the the people who are legitimately studying these things and listening to them and spending mm-hmm. time reading their work, but also realizing when you walk away, you are not an expert. Right. You have just, just absorbed some, some of knowledge. the information. Yes. Yep. 
Uh, one thing that is, as we know, with tornadoes, there, there are a few pieces that have to be in place atmospherically for those things to occur. When mm -hmm. I walked outside on Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. to go, it was actually 5.30 to go work out, it was 71 degrees and humid. Yep. And I was like, I feel like I'm in the middle of July in Nebraska. What the hell is going on? So it was, it was, it felt, it felt gross. It's like when, you know, the sky mm. looks the color it shouldn't it be. Smelled, and... It smelled, the air smelled different that day. Like you knew there was a storm coming because you can always smell that or I can, I don't know yep. <laughs> if I'm no, weird. You're right. No, you're <laughs> but... right. It's, it's a, it is a, it is just something where, you know, if you ever have a question and you're like, I would like to know more on this, like Google is a free website, just be careful. Yes. And also don't call yourself an expert from it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we had said that we were going to talk about this last week and we are, um, as we kind of come to the end of this year and we look back on the changes of 2021 that aren't just atmospherically and, uh, environmental, like the weather, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, one big change that did happen in the world of sports is the, uh, legislation around name, image, and likeness. And like, I, um, uh, I was, <laughs> here's the thing that I didn't realize until the other day. Cause I, it just 2021 feels like it's been 15 years. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so, there's so much like just inconsistency with NIL because so much hasn't been completely uh, addressed and there are States that still haven't like, it's just, it's still a mess. But anyway, yeah. the thing is, is I think when, you know, NIL came about um, people were really, convinced that th there was like the convinced of the worst of the worst taking place. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that there won't be, um, that people aren't going to take advantage of NIL inappropriately. It's not to say like, obviously I've talked with people who are like, well, what's stopping a booster from funneling money mm -hmm. to a car dealership. And then that car dealership giving money to X player or what's stopping somebody from, you know, sponsoring anyone who walks on on a team. And so then you suddenly start getting walk-ons like all of these things are possible. And until there's like legitimate um, federal legislation that maybe like puts some things in place, um, it's kind of a free for all, but I would say, at least in my opinion, I, I, it's what I sort of expected. Mm -hmm. It's not as bad as what I think people were so fearful of. In fact, I think a lot of good has come from NIL and, um, let's just, um, kind of walk through, and this is what I was gonna say, but then I started Googling something. Um, let's walk through some of the best things that have come from it. And now I just also really want to uh, point out, let me go All get right. one quick if thing. sniffing, it's Mario's <laughs> in my face right now. Sorry, y'all. Um, the one thing that I think people kind of expected a little bit. So let me, I'm, I didn't even expect to talk about this. This is why <laughs> it's taking me a second. Um, to get myself together. Okay. So this was one that I just want to say, I think this was kind of what people thought would be like the worst thing to happen. Mm -hmm. So Travis Hunter, he was a top recruit for the 2022 class. He flipped from Florida state to Jackson state uh, to play for Deion Sanders. Uh, there's a, he was rivals number one recruit for the 2022 class and people very quickly hopped on well of course he did because obviously he is getting paid 
to do this. Um, now Deion Sanders like ended up going, uh, having multiple interviews and like laughing at these things. Mm-hmm. Um, now let me go find what he did. Uh, da, 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 da. So Deion Sanders denied that his recruit got that uh, Travis Hunter got this one and a half million dollar deal f- to go to Jackson State. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff on like what is and isn't considered pay for play now. And here's the thing. These are going to come up these little situations where you're like, is it, or is it not? Um, Because obviously a school cannot pay a player, even, Mm -hmm. even in NIL, a school cannot pay a player to come and play for them. But again, when we start talking about um, when we start talking about, NIL and um, I just like completely lost my train of thought because I'm also like half reading at the same time. (laughs) Um, But when we start talking about this, like, yes, I guess like, you know, there can be promises. There are always, here's the thing. There were under the table deals that were happening around recruiting even before NIL was in place. NIL doesn't change that. So there's still going to be potential concerns in this whole thing. Um, and we're going to, we're going to find these things out in the long run. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think I want to take like everything from NIL based on like one example that I think a lot of people are going to hang on to at this one and be like, well, look at what happened with Travis Hunter. Here's the thing. What? (laughs) Okay. NIL is going to make things a little more interesting for bigger colleges like a Florida state who might lose out to a historically black college. Now Mm -hmm. here's the thing, like what a day for a historically black college to get the number one recruit. Like it's like, I don't know. I guess my point is, and I don't have exactly the like perfect words for this is I think people are going to get hung up on a lot of these things thinking like this is something new. Um, Deals have been going on in recruiting forever. That doesn't make them right or wrong. I'm just saying like, this is an area that yes, will have to be continued to be sorted out. Now, any deals that are made do have to be disclosed to the schools. So if there was something that was happening, you'd assume that people would find out. Um, but I don't know. It just is what it is for now, but let's not focus on that. Um, because I don't think it matters. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just see this is the problem. You're all like listening to me googling in real time because I just wanted um I can't I haven't confirmed all of this. So before somebody uh emails me and says there was no deal, uh multiple outlets are reporting that there was never any deal for Travis Hunter worth one and a half million dollars. Uh it was the rumor was that it was coming from Barstool because Deion Sanders has a podcast with Barstool. Um, but it's sounds like that is at least on like the surface level been debunked, whether or not there was any wink, wink, you know, shake hand, like shaking hands deals, yeah. who knows. Um, but for right now that's what it is, but let's not get hung up on like those pieces of it. Let's just focus on the good that has happened with NIL. Sorry. That was like a mess of a stream of thoughts. Uh, for anyone who wonders, like when you're like, Hey, Aaron, what does your search history look like? You just experienced it. Um, so first and foremost, let's start here. I saw this tweet come through yesterday. Uh, It came from 
Lisa Linderbaum, the mom of Iowa Center, Tyler Linderbaum. She shared a photo outside of the Iowa Children's Hospital, um, the University of Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital, holding a check for $30,000. Chris Vanini from uh, The Athletic shared a little more context. Context. He said, Iowa Center Tyler Linderbaum donates $30,000 from his NIL earnings to the Iowa Children's Hospital. So he was saying this is the value of NIL coming in many forms. Um, through NIL, players are now allowed to raise money. Linderbaum and other Iowa players came up with the plans to sell merchandise and donate the proceeds to the hospital. And I think like, just how incredible is that, that they one thought to do that. But like, if you're to say like, Aaron, that's just one example, like mm-hmm. that is just one example. Allow me to go get another example for you really quick of somebody who for Nebraska fans, you can feel good about this one. I'm going to go find it. Um, Tate Wildeman, who is a defensive lineman or um, linebacker, depends on where he ultimately gets placed. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess he lists himself as an outside linebacker. Now my brain still wants to put him on defensive line. That is what he was (laughs) recruited as. Um, But anyway, he tweeted, thank you, Honest Abes, for giving us the opportunity to give back to the community. We are very excited to have raised $4,218 for the Lincoln Food Bank. That will be around 12,654 meals this holiday season. God is great. So you see a check of him and Casey Rogers, who's mm-hmm. on Nebraska's defensive line, holding checks to the Food Bank of Lincoln. What they did to make this possible is both of them created their own custom fries with mm-hmm. uh Honest Abe's, which is based in Lincoln, and people could go in and try them. They could order them, and whoever raised the most or whoever sold the most ended up being, quote-unquote, the winner. But the ultimate goal was the same for both of them, to raise money for the Food Bank of Lincoln. So, yes, did they get some money in the end? They did, but they also split that with Honest Abe's, and then they also gave money to the Food Bank of Lincoln. So that is pretty incredible that, you know, again, here's another instance of people doing good with Mm -hmm. what they have to attach their name, image, and likeness to. So I I think when we talked about that, a lot of people kind of thought, oh, well, that won't happen. And yet it did. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and I can give you tons of examples. Like I have one more and I'll go pull it up. I, w- I don't want to like, I was going to talk about how Lexi's son partnered with Borsheim's locally in Omaha, which is p- a piece of it. But she didn't, before that ever happened, she was somebody who was so, so prepared for all of this. Um, when she decided to partner up with a company called Run Athletics to develop a line of clothing for called the Sunny Crew so that so far has included a sweatshirt and a t-shirt, um, she included this at the bottom of her very first NIL post. Because of the lasting impact that our sports psychology department has had on my life, I am committed to donating a portion of the proceeds to a nonprofit sports psychology organization. I am hopeful that this will provide other athletes with the opportunity to learn more about themselves and be able to grow not only on the court, but also as individuals off the court. More details to come. And I like I wasn't prepared to like I I was prepared more to talk about her Borsheim's thing. So I don't Mm -hmm. know um, what she has potentially shared from that since. Um, But I think that this is something that you're going to see more and more of as athletes who really want to give back. It's not just Mm -hmm. about making the money for themselves. It's about, yes, putting money in their own pocket, but also donating some of that money beyond themselves. Yeah. I think that that's like the, probably the coolest part of NIL that I've seen 
um, just in general, not necessarily just at Nebraska, but, you know, like you mentioned, um, and I can't remember his name now, the uh, player from Iowa. Um, I just think that it's, it's super cool that, yes, absolutely, um, they have the opportunity to make some money, but I think that more so, like on the super positive, is the fact that they can attach their name to something that they firmly believe in and firmly give uh, um, believe in giving back to, and then helping to, you know, raise money or do fundraisers or come up with, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unique ways to raise money for the causes that, that they would like to get behind. I think that that's probably the coolest part um, and, that I've and, seen. Yeah. And so many of them are also giving back to smaller businesses, mm-hmm. lo- like small, like, small business, locally owned business, like speaking of Jackson state of all Mm -hmm. schools to tie this back to what I was like, just quickly Googling. (laughs) Um, One of the things that's happened this year was Jackson state defensive end Antoine Owens was one of the first to, he was one of the first to get a deal. Um, He had a ceremony right at midnight on July 1st when name image and likeness went into play with three Kings grooming, which is a black owned hair product business. And if you look at their Instagram, they have just over 2,500 followers. They are, they're a um, small business to a T, but he has part, he had partnered with them. Um, It was a big deal. I mean, they even had a big billboard in times square that said three Kings grooming endorses the Jackson and endorses five Jackson state historical black college um, uh, football players on icon source marketplace. So um, it, and I want to say, I'm, excuse me, I meant to say historically black colleges and universities. It is HBCUs. I'm, I didn't mean to cut (laughs) one letter off of what I was saying. Um, But I mean, he was one of five who signed with them. But what my point here is, is so many of these, Um, athletes are signing with small businesses or again, local businesses. So you think of what has happened locally in Lincoln, Nebraska with muchachos who has partnered with Nebraska's uh, offensive line for the pipeline burrito. Uh, They've partnered with Nicklin Hames from volleyball. He has done deals with, uh, I am trying to remember all the different people I know. I think he's posted about baseball, bowling, um, needless to say nick Mastis, the owner of muchachos is like very all in on nil and has used the open doors marketplace to his advantage but he mm-hmm. has also created relationships with these players and found ways that they are helping they're helping boost his business while he is helping put money in their pockets as a result of it yeah. but i mean it's a really it's it's such a difference maker you think of like Yes, Nick is essentially having to pay these athletes then for their time and their, of course, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. But you think of what he is gaining from it as well. They're single-handedly helping a small business in Lincoln, Nebraska be successful. Mm -hmm. That that is something that I think a lot of people thought all NIL deals were going to be these giant major corporations. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are some, but I mean, even Lexi Sun with the Borsheim's uh, deal. Now, Borsheim's is a bigger company. company it's definitely mm-hmm. owned by uh warren buffett and uh berkshire hathaway and all of these like it, it is not exactly like small small business but it is a local nebraska business and they have allowed her and i thought it was just such a really smart nil deal lexi is very intentional with her style she loves simple jewelry mm-hmm. she's always worn very like basic simple jewelry and i don't mean basic 
badly. I, I'm like the same way as her. Yeah, I love just a good, like simple. Like, yeah. So she's created edits. So right now on Borshines.com, there's the Lexi Sun holiday edit. So if you want to go and see what she would recommend from uh, earrings to watches to uh, rings. Now the price points, they range anywhere from, you know, $150 up to $2,000, depending on what your price range is. And obviously that's a lot for a college student, but you know who it's not a lot for? Somebody who might be a fan of hers, who is now looking for a gift for a a family member. That's like, I I'm going to go get this for my family member. And they're going to be excited because it's something that Lexi's son endorsed and wears herself. And here's the thing. She does wear these things because you see her in her photos with this little cross necklace from Borshines, Mm -hmm. just a little like spoiler alert. I have seen her wear that personally many, many times uh, when there isn't like a camera or a reason for her to. So that is the thing is like, she clearly believes in what she is supporting and it's supporting again. It's not this, it's not Nike or Adidas who of course are going to have their own deals, but it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, this is like a really robust collection that she's put together too. mm -hmm. It's, it's legitimately something for everybody um, in terms of style, in terms of, you know, simplicity or even like a little bit more. Um, I don't know how to talk about jewelry. A I don't more, I don't want to say bling because that's not what not it is. Bling. Like elegant, but with, you know, a little more yeah. oomph to it maybe. <laughs> and this is her second one that she's done with them. So when they first announced the deal, she had her first original, her first original edit. And now she has the holiday edit, which is so smart to be able to take advantage of um, the time of year and have that be refreshed. And so it's not just the same thing and it's stagnant. Um, it's, it's really smart. And I think, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that like everyone is going to handle NIL differently. So like the way that one small business works with a student athlete is going to be different than the way another one does. But I thought for Lexi herself and the way that they went about this, it was very well done for what she's getting from it. And it's, it's a really, it's a really nice partnership. And I think, I think too, with NIL, one of the things that I've been really proud of as like, we have talked Sasha and I very endlessly on this podcast about being supporters of women in sports and NIL has been a great thing for women in sports. Two of Haley and Haley and Hannah Cavender are two that I think of. They're from Fresno state. They play on the women's basketball team. They have millions of followers on TikTok. They have a lot of followers on Instagram. They are like big time. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were one of the first to sign a deal um, on July 1st. They had a billboard in Times Square as well. Um, I mean, it's great to see. I mean, they signed with like Boost Mobile. So when we talk about like the big corporate deals, here are these two uh, young women who are incredible athletes, have really taken advantage of their name, image, and likeness even prior to NIL being available for them to make money off of Mm -hmm. their name, image, and likeness. Um, But like, imagine seeing yourself in Times Square, like super cool. But what a, what a, what a power play for women in sports to be Mm -hmm. able to say like, we can be so, so good at what we do. um, But we're also going to make a lot of money off of it. Women are incredibly uh, marketable. I wrote about this for Hale Varsity and it was been 28, 2019 um, before NIL went into place. And the whole point was how, um, marketable like the point of it was how like nebraska volleyball was one of the most followed volleyball teams in the world not just in this country like 
as a total account from like their, their, their volleyball account at Nebraska, but to all of the players combined, they were the most followed team in the United States, but like, they were like, had more followers than team USA did. I mean, this was like, they were, it was bonkers and they're incredible and incredibly influential. And I was like, these are women who are going to be able to make so much money off of what they're doing. In fact, when players were leaving like Kenzie Maloney and Kelly Hunter, when she graduated, they were literally going out and getting money from Lululemon and um, different companies who were like, we want to take advantage of this, but they had to wait until they graduated to take advantage. Can you imagine when they're in like the middle of like, they're, they're at the peak, like right now, Nebraska volleyball is the runner up nationally in college women's volleyball. Like those women can go make some serious money right now off of all of their hard work. Why not? This is great for women's sports. It's great for women's sports. And if you are somebody listening who has some kind of pool where you can, you know, get some NIL deals going Mm -hmm. for people, consider women's sports and think beyond Think about gymnastics. Think yeah. about golf, golf, especially like, honestly, I think a lot about Kate Smith and how she could have used NIL to her advantage while she was at Nebraska and like companies would have, sh- I, that there's like a, I could go on and on about that, but I'm just yeah. saying, think beyond just like the sports that maybe feel like football, basketball, even volleyball. Those are great. Keep supporting them. But Mm -hmm. I'm saying think beyond them. Go into other sports, track and field. Look at the athletes there because you might be surprised how many followers they have on their social channels because there's a huge following for those sports as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that is so maybe important isn't the right word because it doesn't affect me really at all. But one of the things that I thought was, I guess I'm just going to use important, whatever (laughs) was so important to me was like, if you think about like, not just popularity of sport, if you just boil it down to all of the hard work that these athletes do to get to that point in the first place, that should be rewarded. The sacrifices that they've each made personally to get to the elite level that they are at should be celebrated and recognized. And they should be able to you know, I think that that to me is the most important part. Like you worked your ass off to get to this point. You're a collegiate athlete. You should be making money off of your name, image, and likeness you've got. And then, you know, like the just, uh, influence that they have on whether it be social media followers alone, whether it be, you know, kids in, in the state that they're in, that they're playing, you know, at, um, mm-hmm. looking up to them. Um, I just think that it's, it's incredible. And I'm so glad for those athletes that we've gotten to this point. Obviously there's still things that need to be worked out. Obviously, you know, regulation at some point is going to happen. Um, but I, I just think that it's so freaking awesome for, for all of these athletes to have the opportunity to, to make some money or be able to give back, um, based on who they are as individuals and, um, just their athletic performance. And I think a lot of people kind of like, again, going back to like what a difference this can make. And like Mm -hmm. Sasha was saying, they've worked so hard. Think of like Kansas, Jared, Kansas is Jared Casey. He makes the game winning catch against Texas. And what happens? He gets a phone call from Applebee's. Mm -hmm. The next day he pens a deal with Applebee's to basically just do an ad that 
said the ad was, hey, you always got to go for two because Applebee's is the two, right. like the two. Oh, my God. It's like it's such a genius mm-hmm. marketing opportunity. And so here's Jared Casey, who probably never thought like he was going to get an NIL deal. He's he's at Kansas football, which has not exactly been stellar mm-hmm. um, f- in history. And so he's probably sitting here thinking like, ah, you know, what am I going to get? And Applebee's calls you like, yeah, this, this is life changing for some people, even if it's $500, $1,000, whatever, like this can be. And I'm, it's even these things. And like, there are some jokes going around about it on Twitter, but like, I'm absolutely love this. There was an ad that came out for, I'm like, pulled it up again. I love this ad. Um, it is with, where is that? So for Rogers and Mazza's pepperoni rolls, this is based out of, um, where are they? It, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking, but it is with, let's see, is this who, I love this ad and I like, I don't even know what's going on. Oh no, here it is. This is who it is. So it's with uh, West Virginia men's basketball player, Jalen Bridges. Um, he did this ad with this local company and I don't know how much he got paid. The ad itself is like fine, but it's like, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so he, he's like, he's basically just eating pepperoni rolls. And I actually want to try one of these puppy pepperoni rolls. Yeah. Now. Like they look legitimately, they look like a Runza, <laughs> but with Ooh. like, it looks like a Runza, but with uh, mozzarella pepperoni, it looks like you probably get to condemn it in mar- marinara, but that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a pizza, it's a pizza runza. That was like my first mind. I love that. that. So like, I love this. And then you think of like um, Miami's Gilbert Frierson signed with a meat shop mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to promote Lamelo's meat market. Like, and the photos are so great. He's like holding like T bones and like yeah, I don't know everything. I love like that. <laughs> it's it's just like here's here's the thing there are going to be there are going to be ones that you're going to roll your head at and be like geez louise um but there's going to be some really cool ones and here's another one that i really love there's so this was in partnership with phil knight who owns nike so there's a lot of money behind it but there's an Airbnb that was created in Eugene that benefits Oregon Duck athletes. It goes for about $550 a night. And what is going to happen is it is going to be outfitted and decorated for a, for one athlete for a period of time. So mm-hmm. the first athlete to have like to host this property was Oregon freshman linebacker, Noah Sewell. And I, if I'm butchering people's names, I'm so sorry. I, I was having this conversation with somebody this weekend. I like to be able to ask people how to say their names. So when I don't cover them, I, I feel awful if I'm just yeah. mispronouncing, please know it. I still have the utmost amount of respect for them. It is a me problem that I acknowledge. <laughs> I just can't pronounce things well. Um, so he has the house through January 31st and he got to, you got to help design it. So he has shoes and his uniform and helmets and all of this stuff that duck fans or whomever wants to can go and rent this room. Once January 1st, January 31st comes and goes, the home will then be available for another athlete to come in to outfit, to do everything they want. And then they get to make the money. Um, That's cool. That's unique. I really like that. I, so again, it's great with like Phil Knight. It is what it is, but Phil Knight has obviously a lot of vested interest in Oregon. So it makes right. sense. <laughs> you know, when you can create cool ideas, when you're someone like Phil Knight who has all the money in the world and you can create cool ideas like that, I am all for it, mm-hmm. all for it. Now, 
Arkansas wide receiver Trey Knox, he and his dog partnered with PetSmart. It was great. He has this beautiful, beautiful dog. Um, his quote at the time was so sweet. He said, I've always been proud to be an Arkansas football player, but I'm just as proud to be a dog dad. Like <laughs> what a great partnership then with PetSmart. And here's the thing. You might be sitting there going, if you're listening being like, well, I haven't seen any ads or anything. You, we also live in our own bubbles. And unless mm-hmm. we step outside and like, see, like we may not notice that these deals are happening elsewhere or where these commercials are being played, yeah. but I really don't think PetSmart is looking to target a bunch of people in, Nebraska, who, uh, right with a, an ad from an Arkansas football player, it's probably it regional works. or local. And that's just how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's such like, it's such a great, and here's the other part. And I remember I shared this on July 1st. One of the biggest things that NIL did is allow players to make money off of their talent. So mm-hmm. Marshall offensive lineman, Will Ulmer, he likes to play music. Mm-hmm. He could never, under the original rules, be able to go play live shows, as will Ulmer. Um, he is now able to play at venues and have business opportunities and be paid for his time to go share his talent with the world. Same thing. There are so many athletes who ha- are artists that can now go open Etsy shops and sell things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, it's, there's there's a lot of people who didn't realize that like athletes weren't allowed to do these things. They yeah. could go have jobs, but jobs are very specific. Like they're very, like there were a lot of rules around the type of jobs that athletes could and could not have. And they essentially, like if you think of like an Etsy shop or like playing in a music venue, the reason these things were like not technically allowed prior to NIL is because there's some belief system that boosters could come sell out your show. Uh, right. Boosters could come buy out your Etsy shop and then you could reasonably go tell a recruit, hey, look at this. Like we will you could open this and do this. This now just allows them to actually take advantage mm-hmm. of their t- just God given talents and make money off of it. Like, why was that never allowed? It makes no sense to me, but now it is. And that's a beautiful thing of NIL. Yeah. I think that that's another thing that for sure, like being able to, or I mean, even if you have a podcast, like you have the opportunity to, to have advertisers on your podcast, you couldn't even have a podcast before. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I think that it's, it's super awesome. And I can't wait to see kind of the future of NIL and, and how it evolves. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, it's going to be really cool to watch. It is. Now there are some areas where like, I think it's really important. And I think this is where we're going to see a lot of growing pains and learning lessons in the years to come. For instance, I don't know how many of you probably have looked at an athlete's page and it says a uh, barstool athlete. That doesn't mean a whole lot. It basically meant they submitted a form and they got accepted and they got a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing that is a little bit concerning about that, but hasn't been addressed by and the thing is, is a lot of schools don't want to address these things on individual levels right now, but it'll likely get addressed once it goes to federal legislation. Mm-hmm. is um, Barstool is associated with a sports book. They have a sports book. Um, a lot of NIL rules forbid players from partnering with any kind of gambling, sports betting, sports book, like you name it. So the question then becomes when there is some kind of uniform legislation, what happens for athletes who have quote unquote determined that they are barstool athletes and Mm -hmm. um, do they, because they technically have only taken a t-shirt, do most of these. And I'm assuming in most cases, schools will just tell them just sever, just 
remove it from your profile, call it a day. We're not going to make a big deal over a t-shirt. But again, when we were talking about Deion Sanders and having his, you know, if Barstool starts investing in people, like, does that become a concern, especially on a, a, I assume a one and a half million dollar deal would have a few eyeballs on it. And then Mm -hmm. people would start questioning the whole sports book, that kind of thing, especially when you're talking about people questioning it when just t-shirts were involved. Um, so there are definitely some gray area. Uh, there's going to need to be regulation about boosters outside parties. Um, just the way that like state laws address these things. And there's just no uniformity right now. That is one that I think about a little bit. Um, and so if I'm an athlete, I'm probably not going to, um, I would be careful. I would always be careful. Cause it's even little things like, um, they technically can't sign with like, say sports nutrition company, because mm-hmm. that might, um, maybe they sell, uh, maybe they sell things that are like against the rules as far as there's a lot of little things that like, we'll start to kind of get figured out and there's going to be some bumps in the road. We've already seen some bumps in the road as we've gone. I think a lot about, I think a lot about like Spencer Radler, everyone made a huge deal about the car dealership, uh, deal he made. And now he's no longer even in Oklahoma. He's gone to South Carolina. Um, I'm sure they, they had some kind of clause that like, if you leave, this is what happens. Same thing with Adrian Martinez. He had Mm -hmm. a deal with first national bank of Omaha. And I know that he had filmed Nicklin Hames just shared hers. I know he had helped film a commercial for them. Um, but he has now transferred to Kansas state. Does FNBO technically have an ATM in the state of Kansas? Yes. Could they just keep that partnership going. Sure. But they'll never get to release that commercial. The one that they filmed inside Memorial stadium, that's not going to happen. So, you know, there's some like with the transfer portal and just people coming and going, there's chances that businesses partner with somebody and it doesn't work out, but that Mm -hmm. is, that is the risk you take in any business. It is the risk you take in any business. You don't know when you heck, Peloton went and tried to respond to the whole, like, this is a spoiler alert. If you are like a sex in the city fan and you have not watched the new and just like that, turn off this podcast right now. We'll (laughs) see you next week. For those of you who haven't or don't care, here's the deal. Like I said, if you want go, 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 like, don't skip over this, skip like 30 seconds, big dies. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, he dies. He died after he wrote on his Peloton, which is not related. But anyway, he had a heart attack. He didn't die because the Peloton. He died because Carrie didn't call 911. It's so dumb. Yeah. She like wanted him to die. I could have so many thoughts on this <laughs> new revival and it's so dumb. Um, anyway, Peloton, of course, then like rushes to get this like ad out with Chris, Chris Noth, Chris Noth, however he says his name. Um, uh, da, 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 who uh, I just just King. Uh, the Peloton instructor that was on the screen when he was taking the ride. And then Ryan Reynolds did a voiceover. They got this whole thing together in 48 hours. Everyone applauded them for it. They're like, this is hilarious. Only to find out about 48 hours later after that, that Chris Knox has actually been, some women have come forward talking, like basically saying that he sexually assaulted them. Um, It now makes sense why maybe he got killed off of the show so quickly as they were like, we need to get him out of here. Um, so then P- Peloton had to ultimately like within 48 hours of the like quick turnaround on this, pull the ad and be like, we didn't know. And we're so sorry. Like you try your best in marketing and PR. And I'm going to just tell you, sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes you get yourself caught up in really not great situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so my point being is um, not that those are like 
here's the thing. People are going to sign with athletes who make bad choices, who get themselves caught up in things that are bad. Somebody's going to get, somebody's going to get in trouble. Yeah. Somebody's going to leave. Somebody's going to do something. And like these brands are going to have to like navigate that, but they will navigate it like they would any other situation. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's just the nature of business really when it comes down to it. Yeah. I just, I, yes. So here's the thing. We going into the new year, I would, we're, we're going to keep talking about NIL. NIL is really fun. Um, send us emails. Um, and it doesn't even have to be about NIL, but if there's a deal that you really like, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. You can email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. You can also tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen at Sasha72. We'd love to hear what NIL deals stood out to you that you, that you liked, you loved. And also just shoot us emails and make us happy. Yuri sent us this really lovely email, just catching up on shows. And these things mean so much to us. So when you reach out, trust us when we say it really does make our days. It it means a lot. So please keep sending emails. I am notoriously bad about responding right now. It is partially my own um, just anxiety as I'm dealing with getting toward the end of the year, Mm. but we will make a new year's resolution to be better about responding to emails (laughs) and not just talking to you through the podcast. (laughs) We'll do both. We'll do both. We'll do both. We'll do both. But here's the thing. NIL, I think ultimately at the end of the day is doing more good than bad. And I'm excited to see it grow. I'm excited to see what it can do. And I'm excited to see the lives that it can ultimately change. So we gave you some of the initial ones that we really liked. Um, We'd love to hear from you again, mind your own podcast at hillvarsity.com. We'll be back next week with another episode before we get to the end of the year. It'll be our end of the year episode. So maybe we'll reflect on more things. Who knows? Yeah. We'll reflect. It'll be reflection. Send us your intentions for the new year. Yes, please do. We'd love that. Yeah. All right, Sasha, as always, I appreciate you. You're great. We'll be back next Wednesday with even more goodness as we get ready to go into 2022. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) A Huda Media Production.